Hello and welcome to MiceCast with your hosts Greg and Mike. And Whoa. Greg, we have a special in-studio guest today. Yes, we have Jeff from Houston, the meandering mouse, the host of the Disney Podcast Network. And basically, we want to know, Jeff, why you made that funny skit about people being fleeced by Disney yeah. and how much things cost. Aren't you afraid? Well, what's behind that? Aren't, Aren't you afraid, afraid Disney will be pissed <laughs> off? Well, first of all, hello, my guest listeners. Um, you know, really the thing about the way I've approached my podcast from the get-go is, uh, first and foremost, I want my podcast to be from the guest perspective. And um, really, that's what it's all about, you know. And when I go into the park and I feel like Mickey Mouse is holding me by the ankles, <laughs> upside down and shaking me, oh, not all you the money falls on my wallet every day. I'm not you bending over holding your ankles. His hand on your shoulders or something. It pisses me off, you know. There's, there's very little discounts to be found. And the ones you do get, you really got to do research to get them. That um, is true. That is, you know, Mike and his wife found a discount. When we went to Disney World, about free the free uh, meals uh, at certain times of the year, they they're doing uh, that again this year. The, by the way, the, me- the meal program, what do they call it, the uh, Disney, Disney dining experience. Yeah. They uh, they don't advertise that. If you didn't find it on my, what'd you find it? My Sage or something? Mouse Savers. Mouse, Mouse Savers. It's not something they tell you about, and you know they'll no. bend you over and take your thirty five dollars a day or whatever is for that, and not even tell you. So it's yeah, no, I know what you mean, um, but that skit I. Found pretty, pretty funny. funny. But I guess some people don't take it as being that, huh? Right. You know, and basically, I don't know. You don't have to mention names. Thing, <laughs> but it, 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 number one, I got a, I got a little character now that I've created for the podcast, which is kind of interesting. So I can basically take Disney to task on certain things using this character. I think is he there with you today? In, is that Saul? That? Is, that, is, he, is, is he there with is Saul you with you there today? Uh, he doesn't. Right you don't have enough water <laughs> handy, do you? Early bedtime. Plus, he's recovering from the injuries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really took a beating at Universal. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I named. I ended up actually naming Saul the. Uh, what was it Saul the unsuspecting, overly enthusiastic, and optimistic tourist? Because that is ninety-five percent of the crowd at the Disney parks to me. Are, are those people unsuspecting, overly enthusiastic? No, it's, it's yeah. true. When, when I worked for Disney, and I worked for nine years uh, at the park. You'd see these wide-eyed people and these pocketbooks opening, your, and, and you're going, God, you know, how do they do it? And it's, it's like you, you know what some of this stuff must cost, like those pin trader guys. Those, those pins probably cost a buck or two a piece to be made, if that much. And what's the average pin? Six ninety-five, seven ninety-five. Yeah. And, Eight uh, bucks now. The, the park. I mean, whoever thought of that? And I can almost, I almost guarantee you, oh. like the. If you, you may not know this, Jeff. But when you want to go into Disney management, they put you through a management training program. And part of that managing training program is they put you in these little groups, and each group is responsible for coming up with some kind of thing for the park to do. Well, I knew a guy who was involved in the one that came up with the first antenna topper, the Mickey ear antenna topper. So, I mean, the antenna toppers are a huge market for them now. They've got them in all, you know, all the holidays. The holiday ones. And, you know. They don't receive a dime for that because, of course, it's, it's considered work product you've done while with Disney. So they get all these great ideas. And I, I could almost bet you that pin trading came out of something like that. And it's been a huge form. And now you got these guys fleecing people sitting in front of the Plaza Inn at oh, Disneyland. Gosh. I don't know if they do that. Or Plaza Pavilion at Disneyland. I don't know if they do that at Disneyland. 
Where are the but pin there's trainers? There's shysters out there. You know, you want one pin, and they want you to go buy four of some yeah, special collectors or get you a, get an annual pass holder one for them. And they're sitting in there, those little electric vehicles, not moving their fat ass, while they're collecting <laughs> your money and swindling yep. you. Well, right now there's a series of pins, and my wife and I didn't know. We were in the park the other day. We dumped a kid somewhere. Well, actually, I think we left them at home tied up in their room. But we went to the park. <laughs> And we saw this, oh, if you would have come on the first Sunday of each month between January and June, they had these special pins that if you spent $20 on pins, you get these these limited edition pins. Like, oh, crap. Okay, so we bought our 20 or 40 bucks to get a couple of pins. Can, can we get the previous months? No, no, no. But you, you know, go look at cast members, see if they're on their lanyards. So we started doing that. And then, you know, it's weird is every cast member tells you a little different story. This one says, oh, keep the back to this pin that you bought and you're trading with me because they're worth more at the back. The next guy just takes the back, doesn't say anything about it at all. <laughs> and then one says, oh, go see, you know, there's people that just have their books open. They'll trade with you. And oh, I, told, I told my wife, I said, not even. They're, sh- they're no. shysters. They're shills. They're, they're going to just take your money. And don't do it. And we found all but one so far on cast members. So we'll, we'll go again. You know, we're there practically once a week or every other week. We'll just keep these pins in the car now. We're actually going to create a little lanyard of crap pins just leave in the car, so if one of us is going, we can grab it and take it to look for the stuff that we want. So we found a couple of so old Disneyland. You're turning into a pin whore. No, I, there are certain pins I like. You know, I I don't really trade, except when I went to Disney World the last time. I took a couple of the 50th anniversary ones. Figuring yeah, there's the somebody only, out there. The only pin I Disneyland. indulged myself in was a 50th, the simple 50th, Mickey, uh, the the hat. Mickey ears. Yeah, well, like, well, wait, I got the hat because I was there on the 17th. When the Mickey ears, that's right. There's a, yeah. there's, it's a, yeah, so, yeah. two, they have a couple different gold circles lines, with a big 50 in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I talked some cast members out of some decent cast member only pins. And there again, I found a cast member that said, look for pins that have this certain, and I'm not going to tell people, I'll, I'll let them go search it out themselves. There's a certain identifying mark on a lot of the pins that means cast member only. So I'm looking for those kind of pins, figuring I don't want to pay eBay prices for them. Where'd that come from? Where'd that come from? Uh, So anyways, no, I'm not a pin whore. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. I've got quite a few of them, but I get the attractions I like. I get some like the the extinct attractions that aren't there anymore because, you know, we've raped, pillaged, and plunged the park on some of the good attractions. Um, So, all right. So now... Back these, to you, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff, yeah, what's going back, on, man? Back to the <laughs> subject at hand, because Drake's so good at getting off topic, but that's what oh, I love about Mice Cat. And he's good. He's also but, good at rambling. <laughs> but no, I mean, that's the thing, man. There's so many, like I said, 90, 95% of the tourists that go to the parks are unsuspecting people. And you just know they're getting nailed right and left where, you know, people like us with annual passes or that go to the parks on a regular basis. Or healthy citizens. You know how to work the system at least a little bit, as much as you can. But, man, Disney doesn't let much go under the radar. And that's the thing that frustrates me. And, and I'll take them to task on that when I can because I spend a lot of money with them. Now, as a business owner myself, I don't have a problem with the whole bottom line idea. I yeah, understand well, that they the are a corporation. That's right. I understand. But at the same time, when you're peddling the happiest fantasy world and the whole land and and you know only the only the lower quarter of the income bracket can afford to experience that 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 offends me well you know here here's here's a little telling uh minor detail you know you have to pay to get your ha- your name engraved on your hats now 
Oh, that's serious? bullshit. Out at Disney World, they started an extra $2. Two bucks, like, Why don't yeah. you just roll it into the freaking cost of the hat? Exactly. Yeah, just mark, mark it up $2 Dude, and Nick, don't let me know that you're Nick, charging me for it. Exactly. Nickel and dime. Yeah. We got Lynn Test over there, one of those guys from WWE Day, talking about those Wonka bars they only sell in the candy shop. And, uh, you know, I listened to their podcast. Yeah, all right, I'm going to try out one of these damn Wonka bars while I watch Wishes. So I walk in there, $2.50 for a freaking chocolate bar. Yeah. And, like, and Wishes is a shitty fireworks show, hey, too. Don't sorry. waste your time with Wishes. <laughs> I was like, no, I, I like Illuminations over there, and you'll know that if yeah. you listen to my I like, my, yeah, yeah. Illuminations is fine. Have you but seen you need to our see, new fireworks show? You need to see Believe. Yeah, yeah, I've seen, I actually experienced Phantasm for the first time in February, for, and then I've seen uh, the Remember Fireworks show um, several times. My first trip to Disneyland was uh, last October. And I've been really? to, gosh, I've so what'd you, what'd you think of Remember? So, so you were a Disneyland virgin, just not to, you, you popped your cherry just to. Yeah, and actually the first time I started recording any kind of audio was out at my very first trip at Disneyland because uh, the guy trapped on vacation, I uh, discovered his podcast before I went to Disneyland. Good old Earl. Yeah, good old Earl. And um, I sent him an email real quick. I was like, man, I really like your show. It's very unique. You know, you do it from a guest perspective. I like that. Uh, by the way, I'm going to Disneyland next week, my first time ever. And he read that email on his show and was like, uh, hey, take some audio out there if you can and uh, send it in so we can play on the show. And I was like, oh, man, that sounds cool. So I went out the night before my flight, grabbed an iRiver and a mic, and I uh, recorded my first walk into Disneyland and was just wide-eyed like a stupid kid. And and that's how I got started in this whole podcasting deal. That, that's so cool. Now, you're, you you like the iRiver? Yeah, that's what I use, yeah. Now, are you the one that talked about a certain, there's some stereo mic out there, or was that T.O.B. that talked about? No, that what, what was, that's a lot of them using the binaurals. What is that? Almost the T.O.B., because he was at uh, Wicked Tinkers. That's, uh, I almost said Wicked Tinklers, but, but uh, the Wicked Tinkers. That's what? where the microphones are sitting in your ears? Yeah, yeah. So it gives you some stereo separation? Ah. Right, and then, well, and then the, the whole misconception about binaurals, if you go to Wikipedia and just look up what the heck a binaural mic is, it has nothing to do with, with the, the microphone. A binaural microphone is, is basically means that you've got them, in, is, has to do with the placement of the microphones themselves. That shape of your head shapes the sonic landscape. That's what makes them binaural. Binaural mics are simple omnidirectional stereo microphones. So really, you're, you're, the bigger your ears, probably the better reception you get oh, on those. Oh, definitely. Bigger your head, the better binaural <laughs> you're going to get. Yeah, all bigger your head. Oh, well, we, we, we need to send Richard in with Rick and Binaural <laughs> mics. <then. laughs> but, yeah, I mean, no doubt the, those mics sound good and, and all. It, to me, it's whatever works for you. Yeah. Use it and go for it. Well, you That's know, I don't want to kiss your ass, Jeff, but since we're doing that about your show, and I do like your show because it's, you know, it's just everyday Chuckles. guy realistic. That's what I like about... Uh, Beyond Main Street, because they're just two dudes talking about what you like, and all those people who give them crap about unprofessional, bad talent. Who, you know, who gives a shit? If you don't like it, go somewhere else. Don't listen, and leave us alone because we like what we're doing. And you know, you sit in the park and you're in there mooing, and I thought that was hilarious because I've worked the rope drop, and, and it, 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 you've you've experienced now the rope drop, which is is really pretty fun on the you know the guest side as a as a cast member. I'm sitting there. An hour before the park opens or more, you got the rope and you're telling people because people run up to that rope and they find out they can get in the park early. But whoa, whoa, you know, stop, you know, you, you strike up conversations. And here's the hard part. I'm telling you, about in a couple minutes, I'm going to take this rope down, but you can't move. Don't go anywhere. 
you know, and, and we're gonna, you're gonna hear the, the announcement, and then we all want you to walk slowly to your first destination. Well, that lasts for about two seconds before you get run mm-hmm. over. And it's, it's just the funniest thing to experience, but seeing kids with, with that wide-eyed look, they just can't wait to get in there. You know, yeah, I, that's I the part so. I always found rewarding, and I still do. I was sitting on, uh, soaring, which I think is one of the better attractions. I, I, I don't hey, know. Hey, you said soaring. Soaring, sorry, soaring. You yeah, you bagged them for that before. I really dig the attraction. Also, some people don't think it's any big deal because it's just an IMAX and you're sitting in front of it. But, you know, I like it. And there was this guy sitting next to me who was just odd by it. He's, he's probably 30 years old going, oh, wow. He's just. To me, I still kind of connect myself with Disney from having worked there and actually wouldn't mind working in Imagineering if they'd ever have me. Uh, Not likely. Probably not. <laughs> but anyways, uh, it, I enjoy seeing people enjoy the park, and sometimes I'll just sit and watch. And I, In fact, I've been looking for John Stamos now. I was reading an article that he just sits and watches people. He grew up going to the park. He's a local guy. And he just sits and watches people. And, and that's the travesty of the whole way yep. that the park works now with their ticket system. You used to be able to just buy a general admission. And hang out. And hang out because mm-hmm. you had to have tickets to go on the rides, and then they came out with, you know, the the one ticket that got you and everything, and other people still had their ABCDEs, and then they just got rid of that. But the fun thing was you could just pay to go in. If you wanted to ride one thing, you'd pay for that one thing, or if you wanted to go eat, you could do that. Now they rape you for, I think I looked at the price when I was walking out the other day, $59. Yeah, almost 60 bucks. That's I mean, amazing. 80 bucks if you want to park hop. That's literally yeah. grab your ankles. I mean, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I'll take Disney Pass and I have well, no problem know. with that. Because as a guest, I'm offended by that. Because there's a lot of people out there that really cannot afford to take their family to Disney World. And, I, you know, and they I tout t- it as this grand gathering. Get everyone together. Oh, my gosh. That's not true. You hey, we're can't do- take a family there unless you, you know, you got... We're doing it. We're doing you it. Know, great. I, I turn it around a little bit the other way. Here, here's my. I, I think the value of the $60 day at any of the parks is a huge value. What I have the problem with is once you get through the door, where that value starts is diminished to a little bit. Mm-hmm. When, you know, Walt Disney said, and I, I hate sometimes these quotes because some people aren't grounded in reality when they listen to these, that if coffee is worth a nickel, then charge a nickel. Okay. Now, I mean, coffee in some places. Forgot that quote. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, you know, I, I would, I'm not a coffee drinker, anyways. My wife will go to Starbucks and spend what two or three dollars for, you know, yeah, three fifty, twisted cream mocha. Wait a second. You know, Jeff's a techie. He might have a caffeine addiction problem too. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) You know, the soda can do it for me. But that's where I have more of a problem. See, at Disneyland, it's much easier. You can walk out the gate, go to Tony Romo's or McDonald's across the street. <laughs> okay, at Disney World, a <laughs> little yeah. harder to do. Okay, yep. you, you might get bubble. over. Yeah, you might get yeah. over to Downtown Disney, but it's still McDonald's there. Nah, Higher than the national average. Not as for cheap sure. as you know you would find. And then there's that kind of fancy looking McDonald's over by the All Star Resort, and we never got to that one. Who knows what they rape you for over there? And the McDonald's in DCA, you almost get. I hardly can call that McDonald's when a Big Mac's like five bucks or something. It's well, no fries or however they 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 do that over there. That's what offends me more. I you know you go to the movies now, ten bucks at least out here in California, ten bucks to see a movie for two hours if you're lucky. So if you divide you know your eight to twelve fourteen hour day at the park by your sixty dollars, that's a pretty good value. But then again, like I have a family of five, if I was paying sixty bucks, three hundred bucks just to walk in the door, I wouldn't do it very often. So I bend over once a year for about twelve hundred dollars to buy 
annual passports. We always buy the premiums because we get parking and a discount and all that bullshit that we probably never make back, but, you know, it justifies in our mind. Yeah, um, but, you know, then you have no restriction on when you show up there. Oh, exactly. And I and go you, anytime I want. If the, the, the lines are long, I turn around and walk right back out, or we walk around the shop and do whatever. Jeff, Jeff you mentioned the Grand Gathering. Okay. My, yeah. my family. And my, they actually, I've been figuring out now, after listening to their official podcast and going on their website, that anyone anyone that takes eight or more people to Disney World in Florida, that's considered a, quote, grand gathering. Yep. And they have special benefits for those yep. people. And when you call the 407-W-Disney line, there's, there's an actual a, there's option. <laughs> there's an actual option for... Grand gathering. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hit number three. If you got eight or more in your party, <laughs> my and it's craziness. It's like almost a concierge level because man, anyone with eight or more, what's yeah. you gonna spend? Let, well, me, you know, let you, me tell you. They also okay. they also have a um, what do they call it? A dash top, that's dashboard for grand gatherings that you can yeah the, load on the your computer, magical gathering software. Send all the emails out to all the people around the country that are meeting you there. I, I actually set one up and. Mike turned me down the, the wuss. Because well, you're trying to get me to go when I'm not going, dude. That's too hot for you, huh? Uh, are you going back in August? The free dining's back in this year. Uh, no, financially, we're going to wait till probably yeah. the beginning of the next okay. year. So. Anyway. I got raped by the tax but, man. But our so. trip in December is fall, qualifies as Grand Gathering. There's going to be 11 of us. I'd say that's going. a pretty Grand Gathering. And guess so, so, butt so, kissed. so between <laughs> no we are not getting our butt kissed we get an opportunity it's to spend cost more, you 500 spend, a day to get it kissed spend more money exactly <laughs> no right. but jeff where do you stay when you go do you stay on property all right here's the thing how i i, I kind of go yeah I always stay on property because i don't if you heard one of my podcasts <laughs> the angry food the, yeah, the scary <laughs> I, diner i love that pat yeah. oswald bit by the way I, yeah i don't like i don't like anything outside of that bubble in orlando because i find it freaky plastic touristy weirdness Yes. I like being in the Disney bubble. I have no problems with that. But when I'm in that Disney bubble, you be sure that I'm going to I have a rental car and I go outside grounds to pick up food at grocery stores. Mm-hmm. I pick up a cooler if I'm in the value resorts without a fridge and I stock it full of drinks. You know, I do all that. So if I, I now I go solo a lot. When I go solo, I have no reason to stay in a nice fancy room, so I always stay at Pop Century. No, so, I I've stayed at Pop Century. I've also stayed yeah, at the All-Star it's Sports. New, it's clean. I, it's it's fine. But they're only I, using half the resort, huh? You know that that I asked the cast member there what the hell is going on across the you know the the, the lake, and they had <laughs> that's no that's overdevelopment. Yeah, well, yeah. Richard told me we that, that that stopped right after 9/11 when they were really expanding a lot of hotel room. That that one pretty much stopped in his tracks. I don't know if he's correct because he sometimes pulls things out of his ass that aren't quite right. But I'm reading now, I don't know where I was reading it in my stage. I, I go through so many websites, I can't keep track, that they may turn that into a value suite, suite sort of like they yeah. did at the music one where they've added some value, which aren't that much of a value because I looked up the price. Yeah, uh, it, it, It's still not great. But I I would love to stay. My, my dream has always been the contemporary, probably because I saw the park in 75, and to me that was the most awesome futuristic hotel with the monorail going through. But the value resorts provided me everything I needed. I don't spend any time in the room because I'm in the parks. Right. You know, there's a pool there if you want it. I no. just need a bed. To it's the other stuff that night, goes with you know? it. How you know how long how long do you wait between buses? That you know, how, long to take, how long to take your times, bus to get to I wherever you're going? Take a rental car. That's one of my number one things. You drive. You you drive from I your resort to. You don't take the oh, buses. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. And it, it makes I found that that makes the biggest difference in time consumption out there having that rental car. I can hop to all four of those parks in a day with no problem and experience. But how much do you everything. pay to I mean, park? 
Nothing. Uh, nothing with an annual. I got an annual pass and you stay in the oh, okay. resort. Resort guests. You don't pay resort guests don't pay to park it. So no, no huh. absolutely not. Hmm. That might be and worth it for you. Also, no, with the rental car, you can get. Oh, I'll say this right here on the podcast. We'll get sneaky with it. If you <laughs> want to go to the Magic Kingdom at night when they're going to have their evening entertainment, you can bullshit the security guards at Contemporary and park there and walk right over to the oh, Magic yeah. Kingdom, so you don't have to get separated with the water and wait in the rest of the. The ca- you know the cattle the, or sheep or yeah. them. Yeah. You know you yeah. don't have to move your way across the lake. I've done that fireworks. before. My I just sneak out the side, and you can also do it at Boardwalk for Illuminations. Park at the Boardwalk, walk into the International Gateway. You know, grab yourself a beer, watch Illuminations, jet out the back door while fifty thousand cows are going out the front That's door. That's right. Wait yeah. for our bus. Get, jump in your car and get the hell out of there. Yeah. You know. But I, yeah, I, if I go with a guest, if I take a guest down there, like if one of my friends hasn't been there, if I go with my girl. I'll go up to moderate to deluxe. Uh, you know, that's because then it's more of an experience for me. But solo values are fine. They're, they're great. Yeah, it worked out. We, I mean, we end up having to get two rooms. That's where Mike hasn't had to suffer through that. But we have five in our family, and then we took one friend of one of the, the kids, too. So we had adjoining rooms. I can't do that at the value or the uh, uh, deluxe. I mean, I'd, I'd get raped. Uh, to stay in those hotels, but I don't think in a value season seventy nine to one hundred dollars for a hotel bad. room is is actually considering you're on Disney property, it's not too bad at all. The first time I stayed, I stayed in the campground, one of their fifth wheel trailers before they had the. Uh, I think they now have more of a um, uh, regular like Fleetwood trailer or something. To, you know, like a FEMA trailer. There. <laughs> a FEMA trailer. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's who makes the FEMA trailers is Fleetwood. <laughs> but you know, it wasn't. It wasn't too bad. I mean, again, we had to walk a long ways to get to transportation. Uh, that's the one bad thing about being in, in, you know, a camper. You, you, you might be camped over way in the corner. You've got to walk a mile before you can get to a to a bus. But, uh-huh. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's that's where I find myself is, is not is um, easy on Disney. It's what they charge inside. I mean, a hot dog is not worth five dollars or three dollars no. or whatever. No. I don't even buy popcorn. Water anymore. at two fifty a pop. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Oh, we well, bought, we took a lot of water. Well, we yeah. used the snack part of our the snack dining part of dining for for a lot of water, but we also would uh, refill our water. Though mm-hmm. I gotta say, Florida water is not the best tasting thing I've ever had. Uh, well, it's swamp, right? I like Texas. Let me run this by you. While we're talking about cost, I have the unofficial guide to Walt Disney World by Bob Sillinger. You like that one? And right here, they have got a breakdown of actually how much does it uh, does it cost to go to Disney World for a day. Here's the breakdown. Now, take take it with this. It's without. This is without lodging or transportation. All right. And here's how they break it down. First item: breakfast or four at Denny's with tax and tip. That's off-site. Uh, four people, twenty-six dollars. Epcot parking fee, eight dollars. One day's admission on a five-day park upper pass, and these are prices from last year. But here we go. Dad, adult five-day with tax, um, $265 divided by five days. That's $53. Mom, same thing, $53. Tim and Sandy, the two, we got Tim as the teenager, $53. Sandy is the child, $213 divided by five, $42. Morning break, soda or coffee for four, $13.50. Fast food lunch. At the electric uh, umbrella, which sucks. Yeah, oh, that's terrible. Sandwich, burger, fries, soda, no tip, $35. Afternoon break, soda, soda and popcorn, $18. Dinner in Italy with no alcoholic beverages, with tax and tip, $118. How much? And then they, $118 to sit down. Souvenirs, Mickey t-shirts for Tim and Sandy with tax, $39. One day total without lodging or transportation, estimated cost per day at Walt Disney World in Florida for four people, $459.10. Wow. 
that's without but, your hotel or but transport. But do you see that that 118 bucks can be offset by a nice $40 or $38 dining plan. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's there are deals to dig if you can dig them up. You know, like you know a lot of people look at I didn't take the dining deal the first time because I'm like, God, ah, is that really worth it? Will I spend that? Well, we went to the, um, it was just my son and I, so we figured, ah, you know, we could eat a hot dog every day and not really kill ourselves, you know. But we went to that uh, Teppan restaurant in Epcot at, at Japan. And for Teppen the two of us, oh, yeah, it was really good. 65 bucks, I think, for just two of us. Uh, when we went back the next time, we took the dining pass. And I think we, but we ate at places we probably wouldn't eat at if we weren't on the dining pass, because then you can eat at the more expensive ones. And sure. It doesn't matter. But you could really cut corners if you wanted to. Skip breakfast. I'm not a big breakfast guy, so, you know, that, that's okay. Don't but still, I figured when I was doing my budgeting, I figured $100 a day a person uh, to eat just to be safe. Right. Yeah, you know, that's now, here, Let me ask up. you this question. Here's, here's interesting food for thought. You can <laughs> sit at home when you're planning your trip, and you can budget out everything. I'm going to spend this much on food a day. But have you ever found yourself, once you get to that park, especially if you're going to Florida, you're, you're going to be there for a week, you ever find yourself in total wanderlust when you get there with your credit card? Like, hey, I'm on vacation. I'll yeah, screw my this. Off the past yeah. six months. I don't care what the hell. If I want to do it, if it makes me happy while I'm here, exactly. charge it and worry about it when you get home. Exactly. And I bet you 95% of, you of your tours do that, that yep. way. Oh, Absolutely. oh, I know, because Richard came back from vacation, and I'm like, yeah, you're going to be paying for that for a while. But I actually went a little different. The first time I took... Like three grand for spending money. Uh, that was for food and everything and traveler's checks. And just left them in the little wall safe. It'll take a little bit at a time. Uh, put some against the hotel so we get charged, you know, against the, the pass they give you. Mm-hmm. Came up to the last few days and I had like $1,500 left. I'm like, I gotta uh, spend this. You know, I, 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 yeah. I ex- you know, I expected to spend so, it, but I, w- I was a little conservative on buying things at first, thinking. So you weren't like Lou at Beyond Main Street buying goofy ass hats every day? No. No. He's you know what I was waiting for is I was paying the three hundred dollar for the leather jackets and things like Gr- that. Greg's right? the type ah. to buy those Olszewski uh, models too. <laughs> not, yeah, not that I, he's I dropped, those, Not that I've seen him drop money on, but that's just his personality type. Well, my, you know, here. Oh. I take you know, advantage Shevsky. of my cast member friends, you know, too. You know those Lewskis? You know those completely... Olszewskis. Is that what... Olszewskis? Oh, yeah, I have well, them. I have about They're spelled O-L-Z-E-W frickin... O-L-Z-E-W-S-K-I. Olszewski. How's that... Where's the, S, where's the S-H-F in there? Who gives a shit? I don't know. It's from another country, Mike. Okay. You talking about the big statues? Is that the one you're talking about? No, they're not that big. They're architectural models. They're architectural models. Oh, you know, no, no. you know what? I've wanted those. I haven't See, I told you. purchased <laughs> any of those yet. No, what I've been purchasing is the large-scale uh, reproductions of, like, the mansion, the auctioneer. Uh, the big figs. The big ones, yeah. Yeah, the big I've figs, got, they call I've them. Got big three, yep. I've got three of those, but I took cast member advantage with a friend of mine. One of them, this, here's a funny thing. I went in, finally said, okay, I got the money. Let's go get the Haunted Mansion. Walk into a shop that... I, I can't believe Disney World doesn't have the Disney Anna shop. There's no good equivalent, I don't think, on the Walt Disney World property of this this shop. Go in there. Uh, now we moved them over to Company D. Company D is the, the cast member. I was uh, actually in there on my last trip. Were you? Great. Toasted. Yeah, 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 it was. It used to be right on site. In fact, I worked the first day that place ever opened. It was in a trailer it's off next in a to the Harbor House. Mall or something. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's off a little industrial center. So I went over. So they moved them out of the park. I'm thinking, oh, crap, I hope I get one. Then a whole bunch of them piled up over there. 
got 35% off of whatever markdown price they had. So it was like walking out with it for nothing. Got home. Of course, there was final sales. One minor, one little light on the entry didn't work, so I didn't really give a crap. Everything else in perfect shape. Went two weeks later, they were back in Disneyana. I would have paid, you know, a lot more money for it. The, the auctioneer and I got the the hat uh, or the uh, mansion guy, and I had to pay, you know, full bone minus his thirty five percent. Mansion guy. Yeah, he's holding the uh, the hat, uh, box. hat box. The hat box guy. Yeah, I oh, haven't seen okay. him yet. I've yet to see the original Haunted Mansion without the overlay on it. Oh, really? Like I said I went in October. Yeah, Haunted Mansion oh, holidays no in. Yep. Yeah, I really want to. When I go back in the fall to Disneyland, that's what I'll become. One of the besides Pirates, that's one of the things I'll be coming to see. You, you got it. Okay. They've got a new effect for Madame Leota. And for I a while, yeah, for a while they had the whole table floating. Now it's just her head, and they had this before the holiday too. And her whole head, the ball and everything, floats around the room. It's very cool. I've never seen it done at Disney World. I don't know if they do that. Do they no, do they the don't. holiday overlay at Disney World? No, no. Because I've never been there during the holiday, so I'll be there during the holiday. I could tell you firsthand. It's fun. I think the holiday overlay is great. I'm glad it, to see when it, it goes, well, it, but I have fun when and it's it gives there. a nice little change of pace. You know. Now, now do they, November to Disneyland yeah. was my. Uh, it was my uh, second trip out there, and I actually it was the first time I'd ever been in a Disney park with the Christmas decorations up. It's uh, pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, it was great. It was a very different take. Uh, the Small World thing was great. Oh, that's, 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 that's awesome. amazing. Well, here, yeah, here. That used to be my favorite time of the year to go. When I worked my first park foreman shift on a, a Christmas Eve. Nobody else wanted the shift. I said, I'll, I'll take it. I could have counted the amount of people in the park by 6 o'clock. On Christmas so, Eve, yeah. On Christmas Eve. So my wife and I started to say, you know what, we're, we're going to make this a holiday tradition. We're going to start coming Christmas Eve. I'll take the day off. That worked for about five or six years, so I think everybody caught on to it. And now it's a freaking zoo. We still go because we don't care if we get on rides. It's about going with the family. It's about the tradition, that. right? The, the tradition. But I love the holidays at the park. I really miss the Country Bear Jamboree holiday overlay. It was a lot of fun. Of course, we don't have that attraction anymore. we got a pile of poo over there instead. But, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't say I don't. Pile of, pile of black-lit poo. poo. Yeah. yeah. Now, did you, you, did you go through that, Jeff, from Houston? Did you go through poo? I've done everything out there as much okay. as I Yeah, I've done everything Did you there. catch the tribute to the former attraction? Yeah, I looked. Look behind me, the three stuffed heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot yeah, of people so don't know amazing. that's there. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, cool. and now the other thing, it's interesting. A lot of people, you know, really bitch about not them not having country bear. But the funny thing is, I like the loading area of Pooh. How it's outside, I find that mm-hmm. very charming. But the Winnie the Pooh ride in um, Magic Kingdom in Florida is actually one of my favorite uh, rides. I think it's a great. Ride. See, I, I like the Pooh. I think the Pooh is better. The Pooh in Magic yeah, Kingdom is better. Yeah, it's about. Yeah, it's twice as it's twice as good as the one in uh, yeah. California. But, but you know, I used to like their, um, you know, the previous attraction. Uh, God, I'm brain farting tonight. Toad, because the two tracks, and I, I I like their Toad. Though you know, their Fantasyland is far behind. I think the quality of what ours is from. A, 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 it's, a, it's too linear. I, you know, it's well. If you forget the linear part, you you know, ours is well. Ours used to be like that as far as the real kind of cheesy looking exteriors, but. Uh, the new exteriors we have that we did in the 80s, it just really makes Fantasyland look 
like Fantasyland. Like the inside it's of a, a castle. It's amazing. That really yeah. is a charming part of the park. I love it. I mean, yeah. Alice in Wonderland, to me, is one of my top attractions at all the Disney resorts. <laughs> that's on my hit list. Alice in Wonderland. You don't like it? No, no, no. no, no I doesn't like, like it. it. One of those we, that he'd rip you, out if he had a you chance. Know, I'm going to have to rip on you. You must not have listened to all of our previous podcasts. But uh, no, oh. one of my ideas that I proposed to Disney, so I'm waiting for it to show up because almost everything that I proposed to her, I have an idea. Though they didn't accept the, I- the idea at the time, have shown up in the park. Uh, for instance, the pirate boats used to be painted blue, red, you know, all these weird colors. My suggestion was paint them to look like dinghies. That's really what they are. You're floating around these dinghies. Well, what do you know? Now they're all painted like wood boats. Now, yeah. someone else may have made the same idea. Who knows? Uh, I think yeah. I put the same kind of idea in for Jungle Cruise. You know, now, now you know what? You, Jungle Cruise used to have pads. You used to sit on these, you know, pads so you weren't sitting on a rock hard piece of fiberglass. The guy goes, you know, goes around that corner pretty fast. You guys go, you go sliding down the side of the boat. <laughs> it's like, you know, either slow down or put the pads back so my ass doesn't slide down the, well, the side of the get boat. That's how they keep it clean. I, did you know, I saw my first Jungle Cruise boat that is accessible for the handicap. <gasps> they have this big kind of lift thing right in the middle that they, wow. I guess, I haven't seen it operate because there's no uh, handicap. It, to, well, I'm sorry. Uh, they don't want to be called handicap anymore. What is the just new socially handicapable? term? Handicap. Well, that, that's, that's just that's as cheesy. One of them. But anyways, uh, I thought that was pretty cool that they've adapted a benef- that right. A benefit, uh, you know, someone who benefits from the ADA. That's what you can call them. Yeah. Well, anyways, it's an accessible ride, as they say now. Uh, well, I thought that was you've seen the ones for Pirates, right? And you've seen the ones for Small World? I haven't seen those. They small World one. at Walt Disney World. World, yes. Well, well, not, at ours, it's two two rows, two three rows of the full on flat platforms. They just wheel you, them on. You're talking Small World? Yeah. I haven't been on Small World probably for five years. What's wrong with you? It's 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 not my favorite attraction. It was one of my favorite exteriors. That's not uh, the facade okay. is awesome, but it's. Don't I'll go during that. Christmas sometimes, but it's. I I, got, I videotaped a Dapper Dan's the other day, and I sent him to Beyond Main Street. Maybe they'll put it on theirs. And they did Small World, and they they had the mimics down. They were doing like the little characters while they were singing. One guy was <laughs> opening and closing one eyeball as he was moving, and he looked. I'm like, God, that is so spooky. It's like a real life uh, Small World character. But have you guys seen the book? There's there's kind of a children's book out called um, King, Kingdom Keepers. I found it when I was at Walt Disney World. It's written for you, you know, your 12, 13-year-olds. But they do this kind of, you know, if you were in the park when it was closed, what goes on? And there's this little evil story going on about Melissa Fent trying to, you know, take over and some of the Jeez. attraction things come Jeezy. to life. And, you know, it was, it was kind of interesting, though they did a lot of stretches for things that don't actually exist or they're mixing the two parks up. But um, it was funny because you had like the little spooky mannequins, and you know it's, they're like freaky. You know? But anyway, so I just don't ride that ride a lot. My kids, you know, it's, right now I'm going through the, the the time where the kids want the exciting rides. You know, that, that's well, what Disney. Take I think, them two, take two hours up the road. Disney right. struggling. Let, let them deal with, with the hood up at Six Flags. Oh, Six I, Flags I really, sucks. I have to admire uh, you know Disney for making their parks as accessible as they are to. All. To you know, handicapped people. One of my best friends got hit by a car when he's eight years old and lost a bunch of his waist. And so I have to admire accessibility because I, 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 you know, I haven't been to one place that offers so much to do for a handicapped person than Disney World. So I have to admire that. I have no problems with that. I mean, I think that's great. No, they they do a good job, and I, I really the, do. The first time I saw the um, World of Motion. 
I was amazed oh, after coming from that. Disneyland how they were able to, without the vehicles ever stopping, down. load a wheelchair. The, the most annoying thing at Disneyland, beyond the Haunted Mansion, is it's stopping yeah. about every 10 seconds, and you know they're loading a wheelchair. Or it slows down. Or it slows or down. Or it slows yeah. down because, it, you know, if if you got to hobble yeah. into it. Unfortunately, I think they, I they, what's that? Yeah, I think I can speed when it slows down, yeah. Yeah, they, they've got a... They've got to come up with an I think omni. I can't speed. <laughs> Sorry, that took a minute to soak in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, come on. Yeah. Damn thing going. Yeah, it's, it's, that's annoying to the show. The happy so haunts have been disturbed. Yeah, some they've got to like come that. up with a way to remedy that situation. And Which, that is an issue. You know, right now the fort at... Tom Sawyer's Island is cool. Oh, no, come on. We're, are we going to save that for one of our own special oh, rants? Oh, okay. Yeah, we want, but, you that's know, accessibility list. is a tough thing today, especially Cal OSHA makes it hard. Uh, DOSH makes it hard. Um, actually, I had this thought of, you know, there are some people who cannot transfer. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of the rides, you have to be able to transfer if you're in a wheelchair. Right. Well, why don't they offer, you know, like a video experience that, you know, either it's a loop of the ride that, you know, you can see over in a corner, or not a corner, but, you know, a place. I saw this kind of... <laughs> like yeah. the Lawnmower Man virtual reality glasses action. Well, sort of. Damn. I was down at... The, have you ever been to SeaWorld in California, Jeff? No, I haven't. You've not been to San Diego, but, you know... Okay. The SeaWorld, and this has been a long time since I've been down there, they opened a, a simulator similar to Star Tours. Oh, and it was kind of the, cool. They, like they blew the water into it and all kinds of stuff. They, 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 you were like in a... The one, the, I don't know if it's still the same show, but you were on a research boat. And they, you're going to be a submarine. They drop you into the water, and you feel you like hit the water, and you're like rolling around like the waves are moving. But anyways, they had this little room you could go into. I mean, Disney would never do this. See how the simulator works. You could see the simulator wow. moving, and then they had a, the video cam or the video, the, the TV up there showing you what's going on as far as what the, the guests inside are seeing, and then you can see how much the simulator has to move to emulate what's going on on the screen. Well, they wouldn't have to show that portion, but there are just some people who can't get out of a wheelchair. When you say they have to transfer, yeah. that means they have to get out when you say they have to transfer. Yeah, you look at Indiana Jones, and there's yeah. a sign that says, must transfer. Yeah, you, you can't You may it. get through the queue, ride the elevator, get to the other side, but if you can't get your, your butt out of the chair or someone can't lift you in a speedy manner to get you right. transferred, you, you can't ride. Okay, but so some rides you don't have to. Small World, Pirates, Jungle Cruise down. On there, right, they, you can roll on there and... Well, that's the optimal thing is to be able to, to roll you, but not every attraction has that ability, especially oh, the older no. attractions that have been around. Parking there. Lot Tram has that ability. Here's yeah. an interesting yeah. thing. It's the first Think train. about Walt Disney World, guys, the whole Reedy Creek Improvement District. Yep. They it, basically govern that whole town. They don't have to adhere by, like, what, OSHA and whatever. Uh, but Reedy, isn't about. Reedy Creek just a front for yeah, the it's company? Totally front. They have a trailer home sitting out there so they can call it a town. It's yeah, but, you know, I think... They don't have to... It's not a there, strict out there, there. Yeah, but there's federal laws. I mean, I, I've there are I've, federal. Yeah, I've heard people describe Reedy Creek to the point where they could put a nuclear reactor out there, and no one can stop them. They have that much control over their sure. their park. But there are certain accessibility things that are federal. Now, in California, we have our Cal uh, stuff on top of it, which is just another layer of crap. Well, you know, we but, are the state is most, mostly freaking. Yeah, but you got to wonder how much how much does the state really push you know California to do their thing, and how much does Disney do? Personally, at Disney World down in Florida, well, I think I think Disney knee-jerk knee reacts to bad press. Uh, I, I was in the park one day, got a call. And this might lead on to what I did, but I you know, headed on over to. You've the already rafts. spilled the beans. What you Have do, I? dude? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, I headed on over to the raft, and here's a guy in a wheelchair, 
and a guy with him. He says, um, we'd like to go over to the island. And the cast members tell him that, you know, this is not an accessible attraction. We, we can't put a wheelchair on the raft. And that was the, and also the, the paths at ours, unlike Disney World's, are not very even. They're not paved. It's just a bunch of dirt. It's very primitive. And it's just not a safe environment for a wheelchair. I mean, a lot of things that could happen. One, on the rafts. Two, on the uneven surfaces. The guy flips his phone open, speed dials Michael Eisner's office. If this wasn't a setup oh. for, you know, an accessibility type lawsuit, oh. soon as, as soon as an attractions supervisor got there, I did my military about face <laughs> and got the hell out of there. I'm like, I don't want to be a part of this. There's nothing I can do. This, this was, this was an activist type of thing. Oh my God. In fact, you know, we got new rafts. I, I, I don't know if anybody knows that at, uh, Disneyland. You never know if you're just a casual observer of the raft. They are, they are a piece of work. They're huge. But they don't load them up as much as they used to, which is because they're too of, heavy. I had to wait. Or they're top two heavy or, or something. They, they, uh, the guy, the, the cast member I know over on the, on the island was telling me the story of what happened to the first two when they tested. One sank, one caught on fire. But Disney rebuilt them uh, to their specs. Uh, but they look pretty much the same. But they don't allow them to load them up to the level they used to, or they limit the amount of people on them if it's only operated by one cast member. If there's two cast members, they can load more. But in the present system of less is best, only yeah. one cast members work in it, so they can only load up a certain amount of people. So the line to get to the island and back off the island is almost not worth going over to the well, island. But yeah. you know, you, you, your statement makes me want to tangent off on something that don't well, write it down. We'll could, save it for another podcast. No, screw that. I'm talking about it now. Right. You talk about le- less is best. You know, in Walt's day, would Disneyland open without every freaking restaurant, every freaking cart? Every attraction not manned and ready to go? I don't know. We're speculating because none of us, except for Richard, who swears he was held by Walt Disney when he was three, but Walt no, had been pushing okay. up daisies when he was three. Um, There's people out there that can attest to that. That I he mean, was held at three? No, Richard, no. Dude, even our time there, they didn't open yeah, up. They, they'd, wait, I thought he was frozen and up in the middle of the castle, Greg. No, oh, he's down a Pirates. Can, I can done, verify absolutely. Talking about pushing up daisies. That's right. He is frozen. not frozen and on the park on. premises because I have opened every single freaking door in the park except for two. <laughs> one of them happens to be the wine locker for Club 33 in the park, and one happened to be the outside or the back one. I won't say where it is. It'll give me too much information. But I definitely can swear because I checked just to make sure. Okay, so you can confirm he's not frozen still. I, can not conf- well, I can't confirm he's not frozen, but I can confirm he's not at Disneyland. All right. <laughs> that part I'm pretty damn sure, sure of. Just want to make sure. All that right. was the coolest part. You know, someone, Somebody wrote us about what was it like being a cast member. The coolest part for me to be a cast member and some of the hours I worked and where I worked, I had unlimited access to that park. I saw everything, and that was cool. That was like, oh, well, I won't say that. That was the coolest thing. See, I don't even want to take, like, the Keys of the Kingdom tour down in really? Florida because I don't want to see the utilities. I don't want to see all that shit. You know, but see, I, I, I do because I like the design. Yeah, I like the design portion. Keys to get out there, give me the yeah. fucking illusion. You are right. After working there for nine years, part of the magic was gone. I still enjoy Disney a lot. And probably Disney World, maybe that's the illusion to Disney World to me, is I've been in the Utilidors. I had a small tour around the, the facility once when Richard went out there and went with us and somehow got himself hooked up with some, seemed like 
middle management, kind of some guy that had some access, and then about an hour into the tour, it finally got out of Richard where he worked at the time, and man, that tour skidded to a halt pretty quick. <laughs> um, I don't know what Richard told them, but uh, Richard's walking around in a suit in the middle of June, and we're in shorts, thinking, I'm not, you know, I don't know what he thought he was doing, but anyways, we got to go through the utility, so that was kind of cool. Got to go down into the central computer core for the park, and that was all cool stuff, but I'm into that kind of stuff. Um, but there's an illusionist loss when you've seen some of it. But I, you know, yeah, I well, like to see that. the inside of the part, inside of the attractions. You know, I could walk the the back part of the attraction, or I could walk the way you walk through it as a guest. And I, I found all that stuff just fascinating. But that, you know, that's me. Yeah. But fleecing the guests, you know, they they do get going back to that. You see, I'm a um, Stockholder, so I mean, uh, to a certain point, I want the guests to be fleeced because that's sure. money back. No, I understand that. I understand a corporation making well, money, but there's yeah, man, there's, just, there's making oh, money, and then there's some greed. of it is some of it is a little ridiculous. I mean, you'll hear in my podcast a lot. It's you know, I always talk about the obligatory gift shop at the end of the attraction. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know what's I funny? I that a lot. They moved. They switched the queue for Small World to make your exit go through a freaking. Yeah, that little kiosk. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that, that used to piece that, of crap. That yeah. they used to load reverse. You used to load from the middle, get all the, get off the boats and and go off the boats on the outside and then leave. You know, I was thinking about that because we we've talked about that since the Pressler year. It seems like everything you get off of. And there. we're gonna wrap up the first half of our interview with Jeff from Houston right here. We'll post the second half in a couple few days. And before I sign off, I want to remind you that we are still looking for suggestions of extinct attractions that you'd like brought back. Send your suggestions to info at micecast.com or leave a voicemail at 206-600-MICE. That's 206-600-6423. So that'll do it for now. I'm Mike at MiceCast. Thank you for listening and good night. Man has a dream and that's the start He follows his dream with mind and heart When it becomes a reality It's a dream come true for you and me So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow